Once upon a time, in a small town somewhere in northeastern Indiana, two friends were meeting to record a podcast. They had met many times before to record just such a podcast. This was, in fact, their 100th episode. The evening was clear, the weather pleasant, and the friends were eager to begin their discussions. Little did they know that this episode would turn out very different from the 99 that went before. Okay, so... How we doing? So we're talking old stories today. Wait, old stories or quests? No, we did we decide this hundred Tim, We gotta get this right. Well, I know before we start talking. Um, I mean, old stories and quests kind of go together, though. Well, don't yeah, they? I think that I think we can certainly use one to talk about the other. I mean, you're talking about Gilgamesh and Beowulf and stuff. You're gonna get quests. Be a lot of the old stories are quests. Yeah, but I thought you know as you know we start with the end. So I thought the hundredth, <laughs> the hundredth you do really, really old, old stuff. Yeah, you really should have figured this out before now. But well, I thought we had, but I mean, they're both kind of the same thing. But we're just not. We're not going to talk about modern quests. We're not going to be like, oh, well, look, let's go watch. I don't know what. What's a modern quest? The you boy mean, who would be king. Oh, Lord of the Rings. Okay, I guess. Well, that, it, it, it feels modern, but it feels old. Yeah. <laughs> so you mean like what? Like cla- like mythic sort of quests. Um, Princess Bride. <sighs> <laughs> okay, we'll start with the old story and see how they influence new stuff. Okay, that that okay. that could work. I think there's yeah. probably enough enough ground there. Yeah. Do you oh. know where the podcast is supposed to be taking us today? Uh, no, I'm just waiting. Is that how it normally? Sometimes they give us a, a clue so that we know what we're saying. Well, we, we had all those. Do you see on the doorstep again? Those. Yeah, you had more of those weird pl- stuffed animal things. Yeah, it, they seem really familiar, but I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of them. Yeah. The police don't have any ideas yet? My cat hates them. Has it, like, torn them apart or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? It, yeah. I mean, like, it's not it's uh. not good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's <clears throat> let's test the mics here real quick. Uh, what, if we're talking old places, what's yeah. my, some what's uh, a place where the podcast might send us? Um, uh, It might send us to... Like, where Odysseus is from, maybe? Or... Maybe. Or... Atlantis. Let's go to Atlantis. Oh man, I'm surprised the podcast has never sent us to Atlantis to before. Yeah. Or um, I mean Babylonia. There's all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, if it's not real, we could go. But, but those are old places. What what's like one of the oldest stories? Well, like Gilgamesh is an old story. Okay. okay. Um, I think there's one in Japan. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um. Oh. Um. Genji. You Genji. Genji. Okay, um, like from the, the Tales Genji's of Genji. Gloves from Final Fantasy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an. Old, I think it's. The, I think it's the earliest novel. I okay. mean, obviously, it's not as old as like some of these myths, but okay, we've never been there. It's so, a cool. Th- no one, you know, people try to pick places. People might not, you know, they have to really work to figure out where we're coming from. Yeah, the podcast is very clever that way. Yeah, so it's it's possible. It's a practice to test out the microphones okay. here. Maybe we're live from Genji. Genji. Live from Genji's Palace, this is Derailed Trains of Thought. So something like that, right? Yeah. 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 yeah and whoa. Live from the Swamp of Sadness. Live from Baba's Bathhouse. From Mr. Gold's Pawn Shop. From the Zocalo. The Land of Sweets. Live from the White Tower. From Arkham Asylum. Paralandra. This is this is Darrell Train the Thought. This is Darrell Train the Thought. Ah, 
That's not how it usually works. Uh, that hurt. Oh, ow. Podcast really needs to work on the landing. I, I mean, whether I'm just getting older, that was a lot harder than normal. Yeah, that was that was weird. So what? Where where are we? This I don't think this looks like Genji's palace. I mean, I've never been there. In but. a field. I I don't know, but I don't think we're in Kinderville anymore. They were, in fact, not in Kinderville anymore. They had landed in a glade of soft grass, surrounded by tall trees. And standing over them was a wizened old man, his white beard trailing the ground. He looked at them, shook his head, and ate a piece of candy from one of his many pockets. Well, get to it then. Uh, who are you? And what do you want? Oh, stop that nonsense. Get up, get up. Whoever heard of the chosen ones lollygagging in the grass? Shameful, disgraceful. You probably have grass stains and everything. Look, I, I don't know what's going on here. Or where we are. But we'll, we'll just get our equipment and we'll get out of your way. Look, we just need a nice corner, maybe some shady tree, an hour or so, and we'll be out of your hair, okay? Equipment, eh? What equipment? Well, I guess you'd call them magical artifacts. They're just these things that we use to capture your voice. Really magical stuff. Like a dilapidated MacBook and two microphones? Uh, yeah, just, just like that. I have dire news for you, young man. They were stolen. What? I said they were stolen. By who? By your adversary, the scorned one. Who? Your adversary has bided his time, letting his anger fester, and now he has struck. He has brought you here to the land between lands, to the world that is not a world, to the place created by your voices, the reality constructed by the words you have spoken into microphones for most of a decade. Wait, what? It's a bit timey-wimey. These things usually are. Pay attention. Your enemy, the one whose puppet must not be named, has brought you here to the realm of derailed thoughts so that he might finally destroy this world and everything in it. With your Mac and your microphones, he finally has the power to do it. Uh, okay, okay. Say this all made sense. How would our podcast equipment destroy this world? Your voices have created this realm. When he records his own podcast in this place, in his own voice, all will be lost, and only you can stop him. I think you must have us mixed up with a different pair of podcasters. Now go! You have a long journey ahead of you. Make for his lair atop Tanner Mountain. You are our only hope, Timothy and Nicholas. So wait, who is this guy? I cannot speak his name. It is too terrifying. But how will we know when we find him? He is the ultimate evil, the nemesis of all that is good. But what's his name? Fine, I'll tell you. No, I won't. Come, Come on. on! Very well, his name is Bernie Fusco. Now fly, you fools. Fly! <coughs> 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 
Man, man. Talk about an exposition dump. All right. Well, I guess we better get going. We're stuck here without the podcast. Thanks a lot, podcast. If we're going to get out of here, I guess we're going to find this Bernie Fusco guy. Hey, looks like there's a road down there. And a car. Ooh, sweet ride. That's uh, Maybe we can hitch a ride with him. Uh, no one's in it. Wait, look, here. There's a paper under the windshield wiper. What's it say? To the heroes of this realm, I thought you might want a cool car. Now get to it. Sincerely, Crazy Old Coot. <laughs> Gotta say, I'll take a cool car. Let's call it the Regalia. I like that. Oh, and here's a PS. Hurry, or we're all doomed. <laughs> nice touch. Oh, can I drive? G- go for it. Sweet. And so the two stranded adventurers began their journey, not knowing what dangers might lie ahead of them. It looks like there's some sort of building ahead. Maybe someone there can give us directions. Hmm. Sounds good. Um, hmm. Looks like the sign says story school. I don't know. There's a lot of people in uniforms marching and stuff. Looks more like a military academy. Huh. Well, I guess we'll look around. Uh, where should we look? Uh, I don't know. Just try this main building over here. Okay. Sign on door says General Talbot? Um, let's try. Let's knock. What do you want, maggots? We were hoping... Attention! Straighten your backs. You in the flannel. Stop fidgeting. Yes, ma'am. We were hoping to... Silence! I'll be asking the questions here. Who are you? What do you want? We're the chosen ones, ma'am. Really, Nick? I thought it was worth a shot. Ha! And I'm a codfish. Who wrote the hero with a thousand faces? Uh, Joseph Campbell. But what what does that have to do with... Define a monomyth. This isn't really... Name six creators influenced by the idea of monomyth. George Lucas. And? That's all I've got. How many stages are there in a hero's journey? What are they? Give me examples of each. How have others restructured these stages? How do the stages apply to cinema? Well? Uh, Well... uh, uh, I don't know exactly, but isn't it strange how these things resonate with us? I mean, why do myths and stories share so many elements? I mean, what does that say about us humans as a society? You know, we have a sense of, we have this sense of hero of growing, and sometimes I think it's interesting theologically. We have a, the whole world of history is a hero story. For a Christian, it's Jesus, it's the redemption. It's this, you know, someone in the middle of nowhere grows up, has a crowd, faces struggles. I mean, I sometimes wonder if the myths that we have through Greek mythology and other mythologies and some of the stories just echo kind of how the universe is formed. I think that's kind of how, what C.S. Lewis thought. I mean, well, that, that was yeah. a big deal about what, how he came to the Christian faith. And, I mean, Tolkien felt like, you know, with some Cimmerillion and stuff, that England needed a good mythology, a good, like, a rootedness in... Myths are interesting to me. They, they give us, a, you know, what is the purpose? What is, who am I as a person? What's my purpose? Mm. You tied in Jesus to the hero's journey, but also people use the term the, the Christ figure sometimes yeah. in stories. The, arch, the types, is that what they call them? 
Yeah, it's, it's an archetype, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But, I mean, and there's other stories in the Bible where you can see that, too, in a way. Like, Moses come from humble—well, sort of humble beginnings. <laughs> you go all the way back to the well, baby. But, but that's—you know, a lot of times they'll be like, they'll be a son of God, but forget, and they'll be just— yeah. Born, you know, they would just be in the middle of nowhere. They brought back up again. Mm-hmm. Usually from, you know, some mentor comes in and says, hey, do this, whether it's a burning bush or just some old coot or whatever. <laughs> the prophet Samuel coming to find David. Oh, I mean, David's a great example of, Oh, you know, man. <laughs> David had such a, a crazy—David had like a Shakespearean epic sort of life. And I'm always surprised that people haven't done a good—I mean, they have, I don't know, a good— now that we have Netflix and stuff, a good series of like Old Testament— that doesn't like just discount the entire religious aspect of it. Well, I guess the Bible series did some of that. Well, that's true. Which I, I haven't seen. I know I should. But, but I would like to see it like like make it realistic and political, but don't excise all the religious stuff. But you know, make it like we're living there. Which you know, be the Bible highlights certain things and mm-hmm. downplays other things. You mean the Bible is in the actual the actual Bible? Not, yeah, the not, actual not, story, not the mini series. And I, you know, so I think like Joseph Campbell has. I have not read Hero with a Thousand Faces. But has a lot of those, these things show up, I think, because they're just kind of in the things we want to see, at least in Western culture. And I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how much outside of Western culture these things hold up. I'm sure he looked at myths. Probably. I mean, I think that's one reason why George Lucas, you know, everyone knows Joseph Campbell because of George Lucas. But I think part of the reason they attracted him is because he had already also... Well, I don't know what the order is, whether he'd read Joseph Campbell first and then was reading, like, I think it was uh, Jung... Oh, yeah. He's, he had read some other Eastern philosophers as well, and he kind of blended the two things. So I think there must be. We probably should. Maybe maybe that would be a good book club book sometime. The, oh, yeah. Do the Hero's Journey. That's true. Just to, to see what how many different cultures he pulled that when, from. When it gets updated, you know, not comic book movies, which are everywhere. But, I mean, you read the originals of all these things. It's basically just, ran, you know, Spider-Man, random guy, bit by a spider. Yeah. Uncle Ben's the mentor. You go on, quite, you know, and then because of comic books, they go on forever. Uh-huh. But that sort of sense of like normal people being thrown into extraordinary circumstances, being melded into this quest is, I think, something everyone longs for. Mm, definitely. And which is why it resonates. We don't watch movies about things we don't care about normally. I mean, I know we did talk about in that one episode about the story conventions, about how different cultures will have different conventions. But I mean, at the same time, every culture has its own flood story mm-hmm. based on and, and they all have their hero story i mean the the virtue of the heroes change depending on the culture you know what True. is the most important whether it's power sacrifice or various things yeah but there's still this sort of idea that the purpose of a hero is also to exemplify the virtues of the culture mm-hmm. and it's probably common too for it, the journey to work it's kind of a, as a metaphor you know whether it's a journey to find yourself or a journey to forget yourself, depending on what it is. I mean, it's it's easy to, to view life in general as that, whether you're actually a traveler or not. And I guess, you know, Hero Journey resonates also just because we all feel like where we start is not where we want to end. Mm. That life That's is true. a journey. We don't, we feel like there's a, until, you know, let's get super atheist, you know, that there's a tautological purpose, that there's a meaning in my life and where is it? As opposed to just like, oh, I'm just living each day and nothing really matters to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that makes sense what, to me. What do you think about that, um, General Tobit? By Zayachek's mansion, you are the chosen ones. What can I do for you? No, really, we just wanted directions to Mount Tanner. Well, I'm a little stiff from standing up so straight, but yeah. it turned out okay. Ready to go? Make it so. 
it looks like there's a uh, carnival or something up ahead. Oh, it looks interesting. Maybe we could uh, yeah, stop by. Well, and... There's a here. Well, let's uh, let's at least see. There's a like a ringmaster or like a town window. Town window. Okay, yeah, let's see what he's talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, come one, come all to the pun time circus and menagerie. We've got giggles and groans, grins and grimaces galore. Our hula hoop girls will set you spinning. And our tightrope act walks a fine line and will keep you on the edge of your seat. You'll cheer as he balances a chair and his checkbook. You'll gasp as our lion tamer makes people tell the truth. And if you're a politician, you might want to step out for a moment if you know what I mean. And that's not all. Whatever your fandom, we've got some acts to grind with you. Famed sharpshooter Walt Disney will take aim at every possible target demographic. Esteemed trampoline acrobatic Heo Miyazaki springs back from retirement again and again. And there's more. Marvel at our superhero universe. Cheer as the beautiful Mara Jade is shot out of a cannon. Gasp as Ringmaster Orlando Bloom swallows a sword and misses a point. Your smiles will be beaming once you recognize our very own Picard as he returns to the show again and again with a new disguise, 25% different each time line. Okay, I've heard enough. Yeah, let's get going. And before you leave, make sure to try some of our paintings created by our very own trapeze artists. All right, Nick, we're back on the road. Find a soundtrack okay, for us let's to listen to. Let me look at this radio here. Um, oh, Tim, it's like hooked up directly to OC Remix. Oh, wow, this is perfect for us. This is, it was meant for us. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, how was some OutRun? Okay. Yeah, here we go. Try this. through this every time you want to pick a soundtrack. No, these are all really good, okay? Alright, let's, let's hear it. One more, maybe? (laughs) 
See, those were good. Yeah. I Let's just set it on this one. I like this one. Oh. We'll, we'll play it down in, in the background while we're uh, talking. Okay. We, I, I can deal with that, I guess. When we ever get back to your house and actually start this podcast up yeah, again. Yeah, would be nice. I don't, I mean, this is just weird. <laughs> it's super weird. But I do have something we might be able to talk about for listener feedback. Oh, really? We got some listeners? Well, I don't. listeners <laughs> feedback. Do we have some listeners to give feedback? <laughs> that would be nice. That's I would hope so. Um, but well, now that you said that up, it sounds a little awkward saying this is from my mom. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> Nathan put one actually just recently too. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, well, mom pointed out to me, and I thought you know this is worth acknowledging. And our last episode, when we talked about hype, and we said how it was in a lot of ways something that came up from like Star Wars and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. She brought out it's like, well, there was hype before then. Like she talked about like there were definitely a lot of hype for like certain movies and and, and actors, you know, back oh, in the day. Act- that's true. We didn't really talk about actors. No, we didn't talk about actors. And then when she when we started talking about that, I was like, well, yeah, duh. Of course there was hype. I mean, like because I thought back to like my film history classes yeah. and like movies like. Gone with the Wind and yeah. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the first anim- full-length animated movie. Of course, there was huge hype about that back in the day. It was, I think, it was just different. Maybe it was more advertising-driven or word-of-mouth-driven. Word, word of mouth. I mean, certain things were like, like would have enough attention that there'd be a, an actual like newsreel about it, or might be mentioned on the radio. Well, you know, there was a lot of a lot of times movie stars to drum up. You know, nowadays they'd show up on like talk shows. Back yeah. then, they would have showed up on like comedy shows you know, oh, Jack true. Benny or what have you all your radio programs to really hype up the movie that, that yeah. they would have coming out well, that may, yeah it makes sense I mean I think because we live in the internet age we just thought oh the internet made everything worse and it probably did probably did and it's, certain- more, it's more uh, micro like it's intensely focused on little things now maybe yeah yeah that, that, that's probably true because I remember like back when my senior paper in high school was actually all about uh, radio, like old-time radio. Yeah. And one of the important things about it then was it was really the one of the first mass mediums. Uh, oh, like that makes sense. Medium, everyone listened to it. Everyone listened to it. The and, same thing. And the same thing. And it, in that way, it really unified the country, you know, in a way that had never been before. The United States was this broad spectrum spread out all yeah. over this huge And suddenly continent. everyone knows the same thing. Everyone had the same jokes. Well, everyone was sense. listening at the same time. So it was it was a big deal back then. And I think nowadays, when we ha- if we look at something that, like, everyone's partaking in, we've got, like, superhero movies. Yeah. And that's about it. That's about it. So and now we're so yeah. spread out. Mm-hmm. So that that's one reason why the hype for the superhero stuff or your Star Wars is yeah. such a much bigger deal nowadays it's, yeah. in some ways. So anyway, I thought that was that was an important historical context that we missed when we talked about it last yeah, time. Yeah, I think that's a good correction oversight on our so, part. So we can make sure we talk about that. When no, we get back, yeah. Yeah, when we get back. Nathan nope. mentioned something. Um, I don't have it in front of me, obviously, but some sort of uh, about the Godzilla. He's on a Godzilla kick. Oh, sure. Um, when like has the, he not been on a Godzilla <laughs> kick? But the new the new Godzilla movie and then like the the original 1998 American one. Okay. Both kind of suffered from overexposure early on. Like they said, look, this is going to be so great. You know, and then it kind of oversold it and created that sort of hype that mm. backfired with fans or with oh, critics okay. and stuff. Uh-huh. So that's how he was his personal experience of the hype that we were talking about. The hype having a, a negative effect as much as a... Yeah. I mean, you know, if you enjoy something, you want there to be hype about it. But yeah. Some... So it's it like we said in the last episode, it's a, it's a fine balance. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when we get back, we need to make sure we mention those things. Yeah. Man, before we talk about anything else, though, I have to ask, do you believe what that crazy old guy said that this is the realm of derailed trains created by 
stuff we've talked about on the podcast before? I, I don't know. It seems kind of far-fetched, but we've been in some weird stuff before. Yeah, and uh, some of it does seem kind of familiar to things we may have talked well, about, yeah. but I don't know, it's kind of weirding me out. But, you know, there might be a good side to all of this. I mean, if this is created out of our conversation and stuff, think of some of the cool characters we can meet. Ooh, that's a good point. You think we can meet Aragorn? I don't know, but that'd be awesome. <laughs> or maybe Sheridan. Yeah, or uh, is is that a spaceship? No, no, John Sheridan. Remember from Battle 5? No, 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 no. Coming up behind us. Look in the mirror. Is that a spaceship? Um, Tim, that's a Cylon land cruiser. A what? Yeah, it looks like it's headed our way. You better step on it. What? They're shooting at us. Go! This is crazy. Why are Cylons chasing us? Because dramatic. Drive faster. The two podcasters sped along a canyon road in a regalia with the relentless cyborgs in hot pursuit. With every harrowing curve and turn pin, they prayed their tires would stay on the road and curse the conventions of dangerous car chase scenes. All right, check and see if that crazy old man outfitted this thing with any hidden weapons or gadgets or something. Maybe this car transformed into a monster truck or an airplane. Um, uh, oh, there's a big red button. Ooh, I like big red buttons. Go for it. Okay, a panel opened up. Uh, there's a lot more buttons now. What? Yo, each button has a picture of a different character on it. Okay, um, whatever you do, do not press the Dr. Doofenshmirtz button. Good idea, and there's one with Wile E. Coyote on it. Maybe we should avoid that one, too. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's a Thanos one. That's gotta be good. Okay, here we go. Bubble guns? Bubbles? Really? Who designed this car? Try a button that's not a villain. Okay, um, Donkey Kong. I think I just shot a banana peel out of the trunk. What? This isn't Mario Kart. But I didn't slow him down either, so keep going. Well, we're almost out of this canyon. Maybe we can lose him in that forest up ahead. Uh, Tim, look ahead. Look ahead, look ahead. Uh, is that another Cylon cruiser coming uh, toward yes, us? Yes, yes, yes. Try another button. Go for the Kermit one. Initiating leapfrog maneuver. The regalia suddenly leaped into the air, propelled by rocket boosters installed in its undercarriage. It flew over the oncoming Cylon cruiser, distracting its driver and causing it to crash into the other Cylon cruiser in a spectacularly cool explosion. Meanwhile, the regalia soared toward a nearby forest until its rocket boosters slowed, sputtered, and then stopped, sending the car plummeting into the trees below. Fortunately, the evergreens and a plethora of airbags cushioned the fall. Nick, are you all right? I think, can, can we just stop landing so hard? Oh, yeah, I think. This is a bad habit for us. Yeah. If that crazy old man ever offers me a car again, remind me to kick him in the shins, rip-off artist. Oh, oh. come on. This car's totaled. Man, it's, it's, we better keep, just it's such a going. nice car, though. I love this car. It, it did have some good music. Well, let, uh, let's go. Mm-hmm. we got to find a way through these trees. All right. Tim, is it just me or is this wood starting to look a little like a... A giant spider's web? Uh, yeah, I didn't want to say it. Um, let's try to <sighs> yeah. get through this as fast as possible. That's, that's a good idea. Oh, but why in such a rush? Stay a while, my dearies. Uh, what was that? I don't really want to know. Of course you do. It was I, Gloomweaver. Welcome to my intrawebs, dear web dwellers. Nick, are you seeing what I'm seeing? A giant spider that's talking to us? 
with a smartphone in each of her eight legs. That about sums it up. Good. Now that we're all on the same web page, I have so much to show you. So many strange, wondrous things that came from the intrawebs. <laughs> oh, oh, let me show you this one first. You must look at the... No, you must listen to 250 Miles. Okay. It's amazing. You must read the lyrics at the same time. It is part of the experience. When I win, well, I'm gonna be, gonna be a who next to you. When I go, well, I'm gonna be, gonna be a who go with you. If I get, well, I'm gonna be, gonna be a who next to you. If I hit, well, I'm gonna be, gonna be a who's here to you. But is, what language is this? <laughs> it's vaguely Scottish. <laughs> All right. Well, this strange spider, this is uh, very catchy. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It's, I don't it's, it's familiar as well, is it not? It is. <laughs> Just tentatively. Tentatively. <laughs> In a way you've never heard before. <laughs> well, what's the actual song here? If I walk by a thousand miles. Okay, that's what I thought. thought. <laughs> Can't you hear it? But every other beat has been removed. <laughs> that's why it's 250 miles, not 500 miles. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> So who would decide to do that? That's a good question. It came from the <laughs> intro-webs. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, let's see here. Yeah, I, let's see some more of this stuff. I have so much more to show you. Well, oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe this, this might be worth uh, our while. That was entertaining. I, yeah. What's, what, what else do you have for us? Oh, yes. The talking cats. Oh, this, this seems like something that's... It'd be worth the, yeah. It's very, absolutely worth the watch. This and a seems listen. very fitting from an interwebs. Meow. Meow. So we've got cats. Talking cats. With human mouths. Aren't they adorable? They are. Adorable is not the word I would use. They are frighteningly adorable. I just love them so much. I this this had to come from interwebs. Oh, clearly. I I, I am no glad other, this exists. No other place would be this insane. Can you explain? The, can you imagine? Just like previous generations did not have access to this. <laughs> it's true. We are so blessed. <laughs> Why did I waste my life making this video? <laughs> because I can. <laughs> Nice. Okay, I am hooked here. I think I think this. Oh, uh, man, I'm, or I'm I'm stuck. Maybe. Yeah, we. This is a very sticky place for us to be. Uh, uh, what else you got? Oh, come closer. Let me show you the next one. Let me just switch to this smartphone here on my third leg. Let's see what's I've got going here. Uh, <laughs> crazy woman. Oh, is this how to make s'mores? Yeah. Yes. This is a very important tutorial. Uh, this is actually how I do it most of the time. Yes! With a fork and a Bic lighter? Yeah, she's basically like a dinosaur uh, attacking... Whoa. I think I feel like this is how Godzilla would make a s'more. 
It's very important information. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that these things exist. My life is much better now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's certainly how I eat the s'mores. I don't know that that's how I make the s'mores, but I. I think from now on I should make the s'mores that way. I, I'm, I've, I'm sure your kids. My would children love would it. love that. Yeah. They're like, Dad, do it again. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sick of marshmallows. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that was that was nice. Um, it was more than nice, Tim. Come on. Now. Well, yes. Yeah, so I'm just. I, I don't want us get to get too distracted from our quest. You what know? quest? Um, I thought we had a quest. I think we had to watch something else. Oh, I have so much more to show you. It is never ending. So, what do you have next for us? This is a very important sketch. This is called Super Glued. Jack. Two guys talking. I've super glued my hands together. What? <sighs> So glad we are friends. Jack, this is serious. <laughs> well, damn, just send me off to Planet Interest. Jack. You can tell okay. how much they love each other and care for each other, but the way they're yelling. <laughs> I'm ready to go, raring to go. Nothing. Can't wait. I can't use them up. Ooh, there it goes. <laughs> All the way to Planet Interest. And I'm not on it. I don't think you understand, Jack. Look, the only dance move I can do is the fish. <laughs> Bing. I've super good yes! my Yes! I've been here the whole time! Don't let me be! I'm vulnerable! I can't even That's look clever. at you! If I try and take my shirt off, it just becomes gloves. Oh, you're so stupid! Tom, <laughs> ideas. Have you considered prayer? <laughs> well, a fat load of okay. good you are, Jack. Theory. We'll see if I'm right. Okay. I, I think Bing. all of them have super glued hands and their various poses. Oh. <laughs> One of them has a hand on the face. Hand on the face, hand on the chin. I'm gonna drive myself to the hospital now and probably crash and die. Because I've glued my hands together. <laughs> You've all glued your hands to your faces, haven't you? Yeah, we have. Got it. <laughs> Called that it. That is fabulous. We should all go to the hospital now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That's nice. It looks like they, it's a whole channel, this kind of stuff. I don't know. That's the only one I've seen. We could watch more. <laughs> well, those oh. are um, those are quite interesting. They're um, fabulous. Oh we, yes, we, and if you care to stay, I can find many more. Um, I think we probably should be getting back. What? To, you sure? That was um, fun, but we, yeah, we really should be going. Uh, can we stay? But no, Nick, we've got a quest we're supposed to be going. Oh, on. oh okay, okay. Yeah, let's let's let, we should go. Oh, but there's so much more. I can show you a cat playing a piano, or a guardian of the sand, or a trombone, and an outdoor duet. Uh, oh, Netflix! There are so many things on Netflix. God, Have no, you seen Stranger Things? There's a new season coming out very soon. Why is it so hard to move in here? I think she's been coating her legs and webbing. You will stay with me, my dears. Why would you ever want to leave my beautiful interwebs? Well, you've got a lot of neat stuff, but. Uh, your your Wi-Fi is down. What? Oh, I'd better run some diagnostics. All right, quick, while she's distracted. Right, I got a pocket knife here. Let's get out. Cut and run. Let's go. Everything seems to be normal, my friend. Where did they go? Oh, no matter. I made sure I stuck some webbing cookies to their cell phones. Uh, they may not be on this website anymore, but the interwebs will always be with them. <laughs> After narrowly escaping from the clutches of the spider gloomweaver's interwebs, the pair of podcasters pushed through the forest and found themselves in a quaint small town named Ithaca. Hey, I hear voices. That building is coming from over there. 
Oh, it looks like an inn of some sort. The sign says the Prancing Pony. Oh, that sounds homey. I could use some mead. Mead? Really? Sure. Isn't isn't that what you order at places like this usually? Uh, I guess. Now what? Th this place is packed. Uh, let's try the bar. Uh, there's some space over there. Maybe get some of this mead stuff. Or butterbeer. What? Oh, I keep forgetting you don't know any Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. What'll you fellows have? What you got? We've got Demon Eyes, Romulan Ale, Martini, Soma, Duff Beer, Bivari, Pangalactic Gargle Blaster, Fizzy Lifting Drink, Ambrosia, Mutter's Milk, and McCutcheon Whiskey. Uh, how about Root Beer? Not much call for that around here, but you've got a nice look. I'll see what I can dig up. Uh, okay. I think she likes you. Now, stop it. Ask her name. Found two root beers. Uh, how much do we owe you? For you, nothing. And me? Whatever. Just take it. Cool, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks. Janice. The name's Janice. Uh, thank you, Janice. Oh, no problem. Like, for sure, really. Hey! Hey! Hey, you two! You two over there! With the, with the hats and the beards! Er, uh, no, 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 not you. I'm sorry, not you two. I want the other two weirdos. Yeah, you! Look at it. Careful around Crazy Kenny. He's only mostly harmless. Thanks. See you around, stranger. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's you. Oh, these guys. I gotta, I gotta chair. I gotta sit. Let me talk to you. No, 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 no. Sit down. Sit down. I want to talk to you. Let me talk to you. Just take it. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. What? How are you? Oh. What's your name? Um, I'm Tim. I'm Nick. Ah, I knew it. Welcome to my corner. You were looking for me. I know it. Uh, I could tell you have the face. You got the face of the people uh, that were looking for me. We're just looking uh, for a drink. That's yeah. all, honestly. That's it. <laughs> I wanted to speak to me. Don't be coy. Come on. This is uh, my corner here. This is my castle. I am king here. All these, all these people. They. they, they <laughs> you're gonna talk to these people. They're jokesters. They're kidders. They, they say I'm a crackpot. Or something. So you know what they say. Get go ahead. Guess. Um, crazy, crazy Kenny the cack, crackpot. Oh my gosh! It's what, it's what it's are you, funny. What are you drinking? Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't drink. I drink water. Oh, okay. okay. That's, that's probably it's, it's good for the. It's. I put a little lemon. Put a little lemon in that. I don't know if that's encouraging. Um, actually, or not. activates activates the metabolism. You should really look at. I have a couple of good. I have some literature for you. I have you read it later. Hey, here's a pamphlet. Here, take it. Take it. Take oh, it. Oh, well, thanks. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anytime. Also, I'll give you this wonderful recipe uh, for buttered coffee. Really great when you're on the keto diet. Anyways, here you are. Then we're in the crackpot's corner. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, what do you do here in your uh, crackpot's corner? Oh, little this, little that. People look up to me because I'm always looking out for the little guys. I want to make sure that, that the needs of the people are really being met. You know, it's really important um, that we're not just we're just sitting back while people are, are going day in, day out like sheep. Oh, my gosh. No, I... Uh, I, I, I'm a dreamer. I sit and I think. I drink my little lemon water. Uh, sometimes it's cucumber. Not at the same time. And I dream of ways to help people. And I know. <laughs> I see your face. So, so, like, how do you help these people? Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's what I thought you were going to ask. Okay. I got a couple of ideas. I literally just scribbled them down while you were saying whatever you're Names were. Anyways, um, okay, are you are you ready? Okay, here's yeah, my first one. Okay, on I got this. All right, so Heelys, right? Do you remember Heelys? You got the cool shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. shoes got like, yeah. 
The shoes with the roller skates in them? Yeah, 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 that's the one. Um, got the little heels, uh, the little wheels that pop out. You can like scoot on them, real cool. You could do like sick tricks on them and like ksh, ksh, ksh. But what we need is one for the modern traveler. Okay. Is, okay. is, is what we're trying to go for, right? So we need to motorize these bad boys, right? It's <laughs> okay. gonna be it's gonna be exhausting so you, if oh, you're just wait. Are you talking about rocket skates? Absolutely. You're thinking on the same wavelength as me. I knew you were the guys I wanted to talk to. I'm talking some real life steampunk, cool looking rocketies. We're talking rocketies. We are we are shooting. Okay, we so are moving. They sound a little dangerous. And you would think that every, you know, when the first train started moving around, you know what they said about it? It's going too fast. You know how fast it was going? Something like 10 miles an hour. It was absolutely ridiculous. So you don't, don't whatever you're about to say, I know what you're about to say, just, just leave it at the door. Well, leave it at the door. But like, I, I feel like I've seen cartoons try this with disastrous results. Name one cartoon. Uh, Wiley Coyote. So anyways, what I was thinking was we could really have like some kind of stick to have as a, as a because if you got two feet, it, it's kind of hard to navigate. So I was thinking, what if you had not only with your Heelys, a little stick with a third wheel that you could just kind of like have in front of you. So you'd have like a little tripod tripod action going. Well, it's got kind of balance yourself a little bit. Yeah. You just want to like drive around on that boy, you know? So wait, so wait, like if you, so you're like leaning on the front on the, on the pole, you go in yeah. 30 40 miles an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, go, go on. What, what if, like, the pole slips out from under you and you just go face first at 40 miles an hour? Okay, I see what you're saying. Or at least I can't, I hear I hear what you're saying. I couldn't see it. If I did that, I would be crazy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what we can do, all right, scrap it. We take Heelys, upgrade it to scooter-Heely combination, or not scooter, uh, uh, uh. What do they call old people have them? Walkers. You have walkers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Walkers with the wheels on them. Okay. You can walk around. Maybe. And then when you want to... Come on. Yeah. You got a little I, rocket action going. I, yeah. I, I try it once. It feels to me about as safe as those um, those water rockets that, you know, you go on the, out on the ocean and you, your water bursts keep you floating. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The only other problem I have with this at this point... It reminds me an awful lot from clips I've seen of the movie Return to Oz. I think they had these like weird like roller people thing that had like each of their four limbs had like roller skates on them or something, and they were like freaky as all get out. You watch Return to Oz, that's their problem. Well, I haven't watched all Return to Oz. Okay. I've just seen <laughs> pictures of these freakish like rejects from Beetlejuice that have like roller skates on for hands, essentially. Hands and feet. That's even weirder, I think, than what our friend here is saying. Well, I know, but I'm I'm saying that I'm I'm afraid this is a slippery slope. Oh, a slippery slope. Like okay. we're we're going from like you know rocket skates, which you know that's that's fun, that's cartoony, to like a full like contraption where we're balancing on. Maybe it's more of like a sport. A sport. A sport. Like they have luge. Oh yeah, right? there you they go. They have yeah. They have uh, downhill uh, scootering. Why do we go uphill? Uphill scooter. Uphill scooter. Uphill luge. Now a sport. Uphill lose. Up. <laughs> yeah, or, or just be called Uphill ghoul lose. because backwards. What? Because luge backward is ghoul. <laughs> Humans already have a disadvantage at going backwards. What a better way to make a sport out of it. Exactly. What, we just need a whole team. I'll start. I know. 
I created it. I should be the leader. You're right. I should do it. I'll do it. Fine. As if you say so. Yeah. Uh, and we can create our own backwards, uphill luge team. I, I, I'm glad we thought of it. I, I will I'm glad um, I support you from the sidelines. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Anyways, all right, okay, all right. Tired of that? All right, let's go on. Let's move on. I was thinking, you know what the thing is these days? Drones. Everyone everyone wants a drone. Drones are cool. You got, you got drones all over the place. Amazon using drones, right? This is a slightly terrifying prospect, but yeah, that's what they've been talking about. Shh, shh, shh. Okay, all right. So what I'm thinking is what if eventually everyone has their own drone? What Fast food joints could do what they could start doing is start having launch pads on the top of their buildings so that people would just park their drones up there, clip on little foodie foods, right? You want a little Taco Bell in the middle of uh, middle of the night or something like that? Well, that's fine. Go ahead. Just uh, fly, right? Your drone. You could have a little guy uh, standing up there on the Taco Bell, and he could, like, wave the drones in. Like, oh, you can park over here. Oh. And then he'll come in, and he'll uh, clip on your super extra large chicken enchilada chalupa mixed pizza sized and it's just you just zoom on away you just you just got you just got yourself a nice little nice little two billion calorie meal uh coming to you and it's yours you can it's like yours you know i'm, I'm actually all for this idea and I, I i think there's a good way that you could control with if everyone has their own drones i think the easy way to to uh, manage all these drones flying pizza uh, food deliveries for everyone is just give each restaurant like their own altitude designation oh <laughs> so then so then like your pizza hut is like so high and then like so we can land different levels yeah so then so that way you know this is this is like an even better future than the jetsons because jetsons have those flying cars all over yeah. and we've seen from like attack the clones and that's a mess yeah but like if you know if, terrible if, if you just have drones delivering everyone's food everywhere then no one will ever need to leave their house exactly so basically yeah. we create these wonderful works of art and we use them to get food so we don't have to leave home exactly okay Never. okay yeah we're just one step closer to always being in a virtual reality world wonderful yeah ah, it's gonna be so I, good and that and we're really what we could also have because pretty much every restaurant is going to need their own set of flight coordinators so we're hmm. also making a lot of jobs oh that's sure true. Yeah. now i that's what i do i add to the economy i do that now i do think the problem with the drone idea is that it probably takes away from the need for the healy idea don't you don't, don't have to go that. anywhere anymore well, don't the, say that take the, that back but the it's, is, a, it's a sport yes yeah, oh sport the sport now. okay the sport will still be good because someone we want to watch other people do things outside yes okay absolutely without going yeah. outside ourselves why the yeah, heck exactly. would you do it yourself what are you crazy <laughs> only the paid <laughs> professionals can do that yeah oh only, my gosh yeah right, <laughs> right 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 so okay yeah i, th I think you're you're at least one for one maybe if not more so what thank you one for one this is i pff, wow <sighs> sammy that hurts look <laughs> All right, fine. I have another. Okay, you ready? Ready as, ready as we can be. All right, look. You know what is the worst thing about water theme parks? Water parks? Uh, Sunburns. Everyone hates okay. them. I know. That's what you're about to say. You're about yep. to say it, weren't you? Ah, a little tricky trick. Sunburns. Sunburns are the worst. And sometimes it's a pain in the butt to get the sunscreen on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt because you got to like got icky sticky all over your arms it's really gross or you got to get your weird aunt to go and put it on your back that's also gross right like i don't want that so what they should do at water parks every first ride that you go on is strictly not water but sunscreen oh. uh, yeah I, okay, I dig that idea yeah I, I mean we need goggles but yeah yeah goggles would be a must well and i guess you'll need like two or three slides because people want different spfs Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Like True. you get you could have like the the kitty 
like the 50, like I'm not going to let the sun touch me sort of stuff. And the, yeah. yeah. So is it just a basic water slide that just is full of sunscreen or is it? Absolutely. Yeah. And then you got, you got a little thing, right? So you could put on your goggles, you put on your goggles because you want to get sunscreen in your eyeballs. That's the worst. And then you got a little thing in your mouth because have you ever tasted sunscreen? Don't do it. It's the worst. Cocoa butter doesn't taste like cocoa butter mm. or cacao. What is it? Cuckoo. Shea butter. Shea butter. Oh, yeah, yeah. What'd you say, me? I, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were calling me. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was being silly. Just, sorry. Don't do not do that. Um, right, sorry. Your job. No, it's fine. Uh, it's not what I said. Um, okay. So, so okay. The, the question, though, about, with the wa- about the water slide with the lotion thing is that this can cover your back pretty well. And you might get on your sides and stuff. At least, and it'll rub it in because you're it's going down com- It's going to go everywhere. It's going everywhere. We leave the pool at the bottom. Oh, the pool of what of uh, suntan lotion. Well, yeah, at the bottom. Okay, yeah. I suppose that's true. Or, the, or you just have to make sure you rotate. Yeah, while you're sliding yeah, down. You could do that too. Okay, I guess so. Yeah. So this is and every. You can this is a surefire way. It's much more fun to reapply when you take another slide. I, I look forward to seeing the safety reports for this thing. I don't. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be fun. I, I feel I think, like this is the sort of thing I, that Phineas and Ferb would It's doing of. it's doing absolutely wonderful in places like North Korea and Russia. It's doing absolutely just okay. So yeah, I'm pretty much. I Flat. think I think the slide slide's a great idea. I think I would watch the reverse rocket luge, and the drone drone deli- uh, food delivery. Yeah, yeah, that that that's a winner. I would I would stay away from any water slides in North Korea. That's just me personally. Um, that's fair. but that's but fair. the uh, yeah I think it's I think it's a great mix of practical and fun yeah and yeah so uh, I don't know you're not you're you're only kind of crazy I don't know how to take that I don't uh... I'd say uh, take it as a um, as a compliment yes it, it, it take it in the way it was meant uh... <laughs> hey wait what is that? Um, tell, I, anyway, it's it's getting dark. It's getting out. dark. Yeah, we we you, gotta get hey, going no, here. No, 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 no. It's it's not. It's not. It's not. Do you it's, think they have a room so, here? So, yeah. We, do you guys? Do you guys? Do you like sushi? Not real. No, we we're, we're, I, we I, had a long day. It's been very stressful. Um, oh. lots of weird stuff has happened to us. We we really just wanted to get a room. Oh, I, I, uh, I get it. I get it. I understand. You can ask the innkeeper. He'll, he'll, you can talk to him. He's, he's the guy over there. You see him with the face and the, he's got the curly stash. You can talk to him. It's fine. Okay, great. Well, it was nice to meet you, you, uh, Kenny. Yeah, you gonna, you gonna, you gonna come back. Uh, we got this. Come back we, this get, way? we got this quest. Walk yeah, back this I, way. We can't promise. We got yeah. this quest Look, I, thing I, going I, on. I set up. I actually, while you were talking to me, Sherry and and Freddie, I, I made these dolls for you. I, I made them. You can just come oh, by. They, they look like you. Look yeah. at them. They're so cute. Right. Well, anyway, it was nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, bye. Uh, we got to uh, Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hello, travelers. Uh, hi. You look like discerning chaps looking for some entertainment. Perhaps some fireside reading? Need something to take your mind off your ho-hum workaday lives? Have I got some books for you! Wait, what's this book? Ninjas and Talking Trees. Funny, clever, and it has an accountant in it. How about Zombies and War? There's always room for another zombie book, am I right? Oh, I got it! Kaiju! Do you like kaiju? Of course you like kaiju. You do like kaiju, right? Uh, we're really just looking for a room. And the book? Just a bed, please. And the book for the morning. Just a room. I have some novellas. No, thank you. <sighs> have it your way. Jimmy, take these two to the room in the garret. 
The roof leaks and the panes are loose and the bats roost there, but since you have no imagination, it won't matter much. The wind rattled through the garret room, which had no bed and only a bit of raw gnawed fabric for warmth. But the intrepid podcasters soon found themselves asleep despite all of this. And in their uneasy dreams, they glimpsed thoughts of words that had been previously on their minds. Words. Procrastination. Villain. Family. Episode 60. Long-running stories. That was an interesting topic. Yeah, and it keeps coming up as something worth talking about. I mean, even though we covered it, there keeps being long-running stories, and you have to keep tackling how do we deal with the change of... Of what you do with... Like, Star Wars, which is something we talk about on the podcast a lot. And we we talked about this in our last Jedi discussion. Like, if you're going to continue doing a franchise that long, obviously it can't continue to be the same thing or... And that's kind of what Last Jedi was all about. and It made people mad. Made people mad. <laughs> now, I will say to empathize with, with some people, I've seen some discussions about Last Jedi online where they were just very dismissive about people's opinions about ha- about having not liking the things that yeah. were changing too much. And, like, I don't think you can, can... Like, I think it's important for a franchise to move on, but at the same time, I, I don't think it's worth castigating people for no. liking the and certain West things. And Jedi did a lot of things that you can say, this was good and this was bad change-wise. It's not like you have to embrace wholeheartedly all the changes they did. Right. Of anything. I mean, someone might grow on you, and someone might be like, uh, let's try something else. And it occurred to me, Kylo Ren is the one that's saying, burn everything down. And at first... Luke is also like, burn everything down. But then, then he changed his mind, and then you find out, oh, no, they did keep the Jedi texts. So you're saying we should embrace change like that, burn some of it down <laughs> and keep some of the old stuff? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess it's, it's sort of like burning down the dross and then keeping what's, what's the gold elements of it. Like what, what makes—and they, they keep trying to figure it out. What does make a Star Wars story a Star Wars story if there's not Skywalker? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and are you willing to do different kinds? I mean— I think there's a difference between a Star War, a good Star Wars movie and a Star Wars story. Like, mm-hmm. there's some great extended universe stuff that doesn't feel quite like a movie. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But there's certain things I I like having in a in a Star Wars movie that make it feel like a Star Wars movie that I wouldn't necessarily ex- place those same expectations on every Star Wars bit of media that comes out yeah. after it. But that's just my taste. Well, and then, yeah, and then the other thing, I mean, that's one that is probably most changed. But you got, you know, the Marvel movies keep kind of mm-hmm. maneuvering. You know, you've gone through lots of Muppets well, changes. And, and even, um, we'll talk about this more sometime after you've seen it, but like with Toy Story 4, yeah. people like, a lot of people were like, should we really do another Toy Story? The, yeah. the last one ended so perfectly. And I would, this most recent one, I'd say it was mostly worth it. I, yeah. I had a little qualm at the end I'll be like to talk with you about later, but... But it, yeah, if, if you're going to continue doing a story, that's that's kind of the give and take when you have these these beloved stories that keep going. Mm-hmm. You you're gonna have to give some changes, and you're gonna have to take some. Obviously, some things have to stay the same. Yeah, or it's not the same show anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's all about a balance in the force. Zombies endings, departing mystery. Techno Mucklock, Macadamia, Sesquipedalian, Episode 9, 
So reboots. I know we keep coming back to reboots. We, we keep rebooting the same topic. You know, it just <laughs> you know. Well, and as it long keeps as reboots, happening. it keeps happening. And the thing is, they're getting better at it. Like I think people are learning that you know you got to keep the soul of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and care. Like you got to care about it. Yes. Not just like you know there was this phase where like all these old sitcoms would be made in movies and like. <laughs> they didn't care at all. They're just making lame. Oh yeah. Well, you know, perfect case in point. I guess this is more about adaptation. Okay. But um, recently, we on the interwebs, there was two different upcoming movies, and that had two very different reactions, both about video games. You had your Pokemon Pikachu movie, oh, yeah? which looked beautiful. You could tell that there was a lot of love poured into that. And then and there was the Sonic. And then there was the Sonic one, which looked terrible <laughs> and felt like one of those movies that, yeah, pe- the people who were making it were just embarrassed by their source material. Yeah. And it didn't, it was like one of these lame, like, oh, we're from this other world and we're into your world. And who cares? Who, yeah. who gives a crap yeah. about a like, like, no, if you're going to do an adaptation, do it. Care about it. Don't just, there's lots of other things you go and, just make it up and don't call it that. If you're just going to try to make the money off saying, "Oh yeah, we're yeah, we love Sonic," and I think I think the guy actually does care and was trying to fix it or something. Yeah, like that. it sounds so like I they were going to redesign. It felt like not. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way it felt for sure. Um, but anyway, reboots. But yeah, I wanted to talk about Ducktales. Ducktales. So, which I haven't seen all of the second season yet, but I was able to watch a lot of the first. And what's super impressive about the Ducktales show is how much they're using. Elements from all kinds of DuckTales-related media. Like you said, the old comics. Yeah, because the original DuckTales show is is inspired a lot by the Carl Barks comics with Uncle Mm -hmm. Scrooge. And what they could have done with the new DuckTales is either gone really hardcore in just that, but they all... and, And it is... You definitely see right in their title sequence how much was inspired by the comics. But they also bring in lots of elements that are just from the TV show. Mm-hmm. They brought in some elements that are um, from the video games. Oh, even. nice! Like, well, you said the the moon themes in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a great song. Which is a it's a great touch. Like the fact that you know, and that just goes to show. And they're doing it all with a new kind of a new style. It definitely is like kind of a modern take on things. Yeah, the kind of the humor that they're doing. In some ways, you could say that it's even. It improves upon the original show. Like each of the nephews has their own personality, which is nice, yeah. which they never really did before. And there's different backstories, and I don't know. It's just it's in a very impressive kind of taking what worked before and then just really adding to it, doing a new spin, but definitely showing a lot of love to the entire franchise. The new Netflix Carmen San Diego show is the same way. It was a very creative cartoon, but they, they use characters and references that they didn't really have to do. I mean, yeah. Carmen Sandiego is a pretty... One of the nice things about doing a reboot or an adaptation of it is that it's taken on a lot of different flavors already. Yeah. So being able to... You know, you could do pretty much whatever you want with kind of the basic concept. But they showed enough characters that actually use different character names. And in some ways, they're really just using the names. The characters themselves, they're pretty much their own unique versions okay, of them. Yeah. But, you know, just the fact that they use them from the cartoons, from the the game show, like the chief and it looks like the chief from the game show. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah. I love that yeah. game show. So lots of little different homages, even to some characters that are just from some of the more modern video games that not as many of the <clears throat> obviously will touch some nostalgia, but not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. So cool they be better reboots. That's good. Yeah. Logic. Maze dude. Meta. Everyone has a story. 
Back when we talked about words, the meaning of words, and that we you start with, I think that comics are all about words were you know the postmodern idea that they don't have an actual meaning. We mm-hmm. create meaning. Words well, are dead. Words are dead, or they don't. You're, or they're the meaning depends on what you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. Well, so I was reading this book called Total Truth, nonfiction, Christian philosophy, basically. Mm-hmm. They were quoting a guy who's a postmodernist, saying that he basically said for there to be meaning in words. The universe would have to have been created by a being outside of it that had its own language. Do tell. And I thought, I thought, well, and it's interesting because other parts talk about how some physicists now say that the primary building block of life is not energy or matter, but information. Hmm. Because DNA is just information. Mm-hmm. It's like, they said like a cell holds like 80 Encyclopedia Britannicas or something like that of information that the math that undergirds the universe is so particular that math 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 magicians that's not (laughs) mathematicians are like it's more information than just random stuff that the information that undergirds how the universe works is almost the primary thing that makes the world which is interesting when you say that god spoke and said let there be light Uh that information (laughs) is the primary building block according to some some people's point of view of life of universe of Mm -hmm. everything that makes sense and i thought i thought about reading that i'm like I like this. It's like, it's like you might know what you're talking. And it's funny because it's a Christian book, but like she's quoting this postmodernist, basically saying, "Well, if this was true, then there'd have to be a God with His own language who made everything," and, which is great because in the I be- would say yes. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Exactly, and so that idea that words are vitally important, I think, is just more and more undergirded even by the more theoretical studies. Christmas, Thanksgiving, complexity, appearances, weather, nonlinear. Wait, who are you guys? Why do you look like us? Why are you in a boat? No, this is an outrigger. That's what we're in, guys. We're in an outrigger. But why? I don't understand. You'll understand soon. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. All right, because right, I want to make sure we get an answer to this. You will get an answer to it sometime in the future. Okay. This will make any sense. Don't worry, it'll, it'll, it'll make it'll sense, make sense eventually. eventually. How'd you sleep, lousy? Uh, what's the quickest way to Tanner Mountain? You're going to Tanner Mountain? Are you crazy? Yes. Rumors say there's a strange creature roaming around there. No one's seen it clearly. It walks like a human, but it's covered in fur. So, Bigfoot, huh? What? No, not unless you know a Sasquatch three feet tall. This is something not of this world. As long as it's not Cylons, I think we'll be fine. All right, what's what's the fast way to get there? That'll be the train. The Dawn Treader leaves every morning at sunrise. Sunrise? When's that? How would I know? Dang it, Jimmy, I'm an innkeeper, not an astronomer. Soon, though. Nick, we gotta go now. Oh, right. Hey, you forgot to pay. Hey, can you keep the door open? That was close. Yeah. Tickets, please. 
Uh, um... The train attendant did not find the hero's empty pockets amusing, nor their long accounting of the unbelievable events that had brought them there. But as the train was moving and bodies thrown from the train tended to mar the landscape for the passengers in the viewing car the next day, they were consigned to working a stint in the dinner car washing plates sticky with breakfast syrup. Afterward, having only eaten some plastic-tasting eggs, they took seats near the front of the train. In the seat across the aisle, they noticed someone familiar. Uh, Natasha? Is that you? Oh, thanks, Nick. You don't even recognize your own wife? This is the realm of derailed thoughts. I'm always in the background somewhere. Or don't you read your own show notes? What are you doing here? Watching Netflix. What else? Oh, what show? Oh, fine. If you're going to rope me into this, I guess it's time for... My Take on Tales. It's technically our take on... I know how it goes. Do you want my input or not? Uh, Yes, please. Okay, so what have you been watching? I'm currently watching Dragon Prince. Ooh, I think I've seen that. Have yeah, you? yeah. I, I saw it with her. Oh, okay. You're, so you're watching it again? <laughs> we are, actually. We're showing it to our kids. Oh, are, are your kids on the train, too? Uh, somewhere around here, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us a rundown. What is the show about for people who haven't seen it? All right. There's this magical land and the human land, and they're currently separated with uh, dragons and elf creatures in the magical land being able to do magic just naturally and the human side that and I forget exactly why they're split up some war with the dragons but um, on the human side they can't do magic unless it's dark magic and the elves come to assassinate the king in one of the lands on the human side because he destroyed their dragon egg or so they thought but um, the two princes discover the dragon egg and along with an elf they try to take it back to the dragons so they're on a quest to take the dragon prince back to the dragon king we've had some experience with quests yeah we're trying to do one right now yeah Yeah, it's kind of exciting i should mention this is an animated series well it's an interesting form of animation though isn't it because it's like computer animated but it's drawn it's made to try to look like it's traditional which I remember the first season, I didn't much care for the style a whole lot, but they really smoothed everything, smoothed it over. I think they took some fan feedback, and I, I like what they did with the second season feel a little more. What do you think of the look of it? I like how it looks, honestly. Any deeper than that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's very colorful. The characters are. The I love character- the characters. It's it's fun. Um, having just watched uh, Last Airbender again with our kids, rewatched it. I should say, it's fun to hear Sokka's voice in there. And, yeah, the characters are just really good. And they're very complicated characters in many ways. I mean, like, Viren, who's kind of the bad guy, has very um, noble intentions to a certain extent. He just likes to take too many shortcuts yes. is, is a bit, one of his big problems. And it's interesting that every part of the show is well used. It doesn't feel like, I mean, in one episode, a lot happens. It doesn't feel like there's any dead time or any parts of the show that don't matter which is why there's some things I don't know if I should even say but some things that I think um, have been stated that are one way which I think will come back late in later seasons as not being that uh, just to be cryptic (laughs) (laughs) 
you were talking about how the villain is complicated. Well, the, the his children are also complicated in in a in a way like the yeah. What's the what's the name of the sister? Claudia. Claudia. Claudia yes. She's like bubble. She's like your. She's classic nice. happy goth. You want to yeah. like her, except then she goes all evil, and I'm going to kill this little creature and do like she kills that dark deer. magic. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you fooled us. It's it's a interesting one of the first times I've seen a magic system in a series like have a, kind of a dark side. I mean, well, obviously different from Star Wars, um, but like you know, there's this natural order of magic and then they're the way they explain kind of a, a dark magic being kind of a destructive kind of force mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's an interesting choice for a magic system and they've kept pretty consistent saying like no dark magic is dark not like oh i'm going to use it for my own good reason and so it turns into so good. It's okay yeah. like the main callum basically just he does it once and he's like no this was wrong i shouldn't have done it there's got to be a better way to do this stuff mm-hmm and I think season two, I, I don't know if you agree with me, Natasha, I think season two really like, ramped up the the fantasy and the interconnected, you know, the kind of the big plot stuff. Yeah, there's more big plot stuff in season two. I mean, you can get, some of it's not as interesting. It doesn't keep the story going sometimes for me. Like, you're you're over here with the, the um, evil guy, what's his name? Viren. And back in the... the like the flashback? In his world, I mean, on oh. his side. And then you're over here with... Um, the kids. The kids, and they're on their quest. And so there's different plot pieces that don't really intertwine. So if you care more about one than the other, it can be, uh, I don't know, not as interesting. One thing I, I did wonder, since... And you said you, you're going through this with your kids. Are there things that... Um, <clears throat> that you have to talk about with them. Yeah, Nick got to do that episode because <laughs> um, I was gone for the most recent episode we showed them. But yeah, if things come up, and I guess they haven't, a lot of it goes over their heads, but we talk about, you know, like gender relationships and stuff like that that come up, and it doesn't really bother them, and we just we mention it just in case and move on. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I think it is fair warning for like yeah. I w- if I was to talk about this with someone else and they hadn't seen it, I would say uh, I I think it's a fascinating world and it's an interesting interesting story and, and setup. I remember I was telling Nick though it bothered me sometimes it, or it, was, it felt off to me when I say it, it felt like it had some 21st century feel to it, which I guess Avatar: Last Airbender does too, but this one because it, it feels like it's purposely being progressive in a sense which in some of that's not bad i mean i think it's cool to see like there's a a family that's mixed race that's cool there's other stuff that's not so cool like like you said the same sex relationships but it just it's a maybe because i'm such a student of like lewis and tolkien and how they use fantasy worlds that this one it felt more off to me than like Last Airbender has like modern sensibilities, but it's in an Asian setting, so I don't see the disconnect as much. Uh huh. So I don't know. That's that was just my one caveat about the show. But overall, it sounds like you've been enjoying it. We have been enjoying, it. and I think it's interesting rewatching it. Um, it is a very tightly wound show. It's almost as good second watch through as first watch through. I think, just because the characters are great. There's a lot of interesting, fun dialogue. Human Rayla is always great. <laughs> Her accent at first. So the like, elf took is some, Yeah, yeah. Took some getting used to, for me at least. An, an elf with a Scottish accent is yes. <laughs> kind of different. And then she does like her human accent, which is hilarious. <laughs> and everything she adds to that about how she thinks humans talk, which is, I mean, and how they think, which is even funnier. 
but um, yeah. I'm human, like complaining and making wars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's a very different sort of show. It does. It certainly is kind of a spiritual, I don't know, ancestor, but relation to yeah, relative. Air, relative to Airbender. Because I guess there are some of the, not the main showrunners from Airbender. But, but the, one of the head writers. One of the head writers, okay. Worked yeah. on this one. Worked on this one. And it had that sort of sensibility of the, the humor and the characters, but also a serious plot. And it's interesting to think where it's going. And you're right, there are progressive elements. And some of it's really, really cool and interesting. And then there's some of them like, ah, you're pushing this a little far. But I think they, they balance things. And I've been pretty impressed with what they've done with basically 18 episodes. It's only nine episodes a season. Mm. And I think, in theory, season three is in production, I think. But uh, Now, Natasha, you've also been watching Umbrella Academy. Wait, wait, what? what's going on? Huh? Listen up, everyone. Nobody move. This is the Weekly Hijack. Cue intro, Zach. Crypto, we're not in Smallville anymore. You're listening to the podcast for Smallville fans, watching through each episode of the sci-fi show Krypton. Now here are your hosts, the Smallville-obsessed Brianna and her never-short-of-words husband, Zach. Welcome back to Crypto. We're not in Smallville anymore. I am Zach. Um, Brianna, every time you do that intro, it kind of kills me inside. No, it's fantastic. People love it. I I don't really know how I feel about it. The people demand the crypto. The people. Okay, Nick, what is this? Is this another podcast? Yeah, I think it, yeah. It's a good one. You never listened to it? No. Bringing in cryptocurrency to Krypton the TV show. I see what you're doing there. That totally went over my head. Then we should have, we could have like 10 listeners. Maybe 11. Well, the way Krypton is... Look, we need to take control back or this train will derail. And that's bad? Of course that's bad. But isn't that our whole shtick? Never mind. Just follow my lead. Zach, Brianna, who... Oh, it's you guys. Look, look, we can talk about Marcus's hair later. But right now, we're talking about Krypton. Give back control of this train. No. No. All right, then we challenge you to a duel. Challenge accepted. All right, so let's let's see. Let's do a uh, a quest trivia off here. Mm. So uh, the rules of the game are that each one of us will give our partner the name of a location from a quest story. If that partner can't get it, then the other team gets a chance to try to guess the name of the story, essentially. Okay. Okay. So I guess each of us will ask our partner, what, two questions? Two questions. That sounds good. Or two locations. So whoever gets the most points will win the challenge. All right, Tim. Do you guys want to go first? No. We will (laughs) let you go first. All right. right. You ready? Go ahead. Lay it on me. Okay. Here's a hardish one. The Island of Gaunt. Oh, um, Earthsea. Very good. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know what any of that was. So you name a location and he guesses what it's from? Yes. Okay, okay. In theory, it should be a quest journey. But like, you, can, you can make oh, it. Oh, I forgot that part. Of, okay, okay. I need to revamp some things. <laughs> okay, I've got one. Okay. The Pit of Eternal Stench. I'll give you a hint. I think it's supposed to be the bog. Is it the bog of eternal sense? Oh, I yeah. feel horrible. <laughs> I don't think that would have helped Brianna. In the, I, if I did not have pregnant brain, the right bog now. of eternal stench. Here, let me. Oh wait, wait. Is it? Is it? Uh, Princess Bride? No. no. Let me get my tight pants out and <laughs> juggle uh, a clear All crystal right, ball. All right, Tim, you want to take this oh, one? Oh crap! Clever. <laughs> <laughs> she got it. I, I'll give it to her. Okay. She got it on her side. Sorry. 
Sorry. She got it. She said labyrinth of you listeners didn't hear. We're in charge of this train anyways. <laughs> we'll do what we want. Well, we'll see about that. But, okay, um, we'll go with a, an easy one. Lothlorien. Fellowship of the Ring. Correct. Oh, wow. That was such a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's, now it's our turn. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this one's not, doesn't quite fit in with the assignment. Do it That's anyways. Okay. You're in charge char- of the train. Okay. The Bluth Banana Stand. Arrested development. <laughs> There's always money in the banana okay. stand. I, I will let that pass if you can explain to me where in Arrested Development a quest is involved. Um, there is always there a- is always literally like three different people going on a quest that go wrong and then somehow intertwined together and there's always a big it usually there is usually a stop at the banana stand. Yes, I would say. Yes, I, I would say. Um, okay, um, I, I think uh, I think we should allow it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. So I guess we're we're tied at. Uh, I think we've all gotten our points Two, here. Yep. Two so, each. All right. All right. Here we go. Carl Conrad Coriander's old books. The never-ending story. Thank you very much. We've actually been there. Yes, we have. I figured you remember. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> I was gonna guess that. <laughs> okay, I've got one. <laughs> Hologram secret layer. Crypto. Yeah! Crypto! I don't think the official name is Hologram Secret <laughs> Layer, but there's a hologram secret layer in, on Crypto. Hologramps. It's a grand. It's, it's, it's a guy. It's the main it's, character on, on Krypton. His grandfather is, is just a hologram, so he's Hologramps. We call him Hologramps. <laughs> And they go to the secret layer repeatedly, over and over and over again. There's no way it's still Even secret. Even though the city is impossible to get out of. Yes. It's okay. awful. All right, we, you've, you've already done your hijack, so we got to <laughs> We're still in charge of this train. We'll, we'll, we'll continue our challenge here. Okay. <clears throat> Emerald City. Wizard of Oz. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, well, it's your my turn. Um, see, the one I had prepared is Smallville, but that's also the name of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I will not be using that. Um, okay, let me just... Gotham City. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I, we let some of this, this quest thing go a little loose, but now I'm like... I'm going to go with the TV show Gotham? <laughs> I was actually thinking Batman. Oh, I was being specific with. No. Uh, I was thinking like Michael Keaton. I got it wrong. I got the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I got them wrong. Wrong. Wow. But once the Nick, uh, Tim said that, I didn't do it right. I had to change the answer in my mind. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say if, if Smallville didn't count, I think you should come up with something else. Okay. Come up with an actual quest mm. place. Questy. This is still on Brianna though. Westerville. Um, Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Again, the name of the show is the name of the place it takes place in. Uh, oh man, that would have been a good one though. I could have said like Pops Chocolate Shop. Um, Pops Chocolate Shop. <laughs> I would not have gotten that one. I'm gonna go. Can I go with one? Yeah, go, go ahead. Okay. Creepy. <laughs> the, the place doesn't have a name. Okay. Creepy Sea Cave with a magic thing in the middle with water and a locket at the bottom. Oh, Harry Potter and uh, Half-Blood Prince. Very nice. Okay, I think, I think I think we're tied, I think, technically, if we technically. let them roll. Let's try, I think we should start to stump each other. Stump each other? Like, I try to stump, we try to stump them. Oh, oh okay. This first one to get one right wins. Okay. Get one right? Yeah. All right, uh, Care Paravel. That sounds very familiar. Um, Makes one of us. Is, do you think that's? 
Are we whispering our answer? Yeah. We... <laughs> Do you think it's uh, one of the Narnia things? I have no idea. I didn't I finish thought, it one I'm going to go with one of the Narnia things. Yeah, that is Narnia. Yeah! Uh, do we get to tie up, or do they win I now? I just think that's, I think no. that's fair. Oh, is it just the first, first correct answer? I thought we kept going. Yeah, okay, okay. go ahead. I like the other idea, <laughs> the first correct answer. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like Tim has like a list of 100 of these under the table. And I, just, <laughs> he does. He just said, yeah, he nodded. He just nodded. <laughs> Actually, I did not do my homework for this as well as I should have. Although I don't know but how I would have prepared. That makes Tim. two of us. Three of us. Four. <laughs> Nick did his homework. We Nick all know it. <laughs> a student. There wasn't a study hall period, so I didn't get mine done. Hmm. The Elephant Graveyard. The Lion King. Oh, yes. oh nice. Good work. Nice, nice. Um, I get this one, but Briny Beach. Series of unfortunate events. Yep, yep. Good job. I didn't know that one. <laughs> okay. See, the problem is, everything that Zach knows, Nick knows. But everything that Nick knows, Zach does not know. <laughs> now, there's shows he watches I don't. Yeah, come up with something there. You watch all kinds of shows. Well, uh, <laughs> I do watch all kinds of shows. While he's doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pay that much attention yes, to those indeed. other things. <laughs> Let's go with um, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Ooh. Hmm. It seems like, Natasha, do you know that one? No phone a friend. <laughs> I've, I don't know. I have no clue. Okay, I'm just going to throw out here on Riverdale. Dang it! Come on! Ooh, good job. Ooh. Oh. I saw a half an episode when they were in a nunnery, and I'm like, oh, okay. How <laughs> That could have been half the episodes, though. Okay, I could try one. I'm okay. Not, I'm, I'm not sure if this is the correct name for this, but I'll say Mad Mooney's Auto Emporium. You know what that is? I do not. Oh, maybe. Maybe I do. I don't think I don't know. Try it. Matilda? It is. Is it no. the Muppet movie? Oh. The Muppet movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a cell phone out of there. He's cheating. I see I was, it. I was actually, I, I did the not look at the name. name. I'm just trying to see if that's accurate. Yeah, how accurate mm. that is. That's when the, um, what's the guy's name? The big tall guy. guy yeah. The, the one. Guys, I'm coming. Sweet Sweetums. Sweetums. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm so coming. we're taking this train back. Oh, fine. That's right. So you guys can st stick around if you want. Yeah. Maybe we can watch some Babylon 5. Okay. Oh, Marcus is going <laughs> to... <laughs> After that, the rest of the train ride was uneventful. But that evening, when they said goodbye to their friends and stepped off the Dawn Treader on the outskirts of the town of Forgotten Stories, Nick and Tim realized that the journey was far from over. How they crossed the desert of inspiration and defeated the rogues of doubt and acquired the one weapon effective against their nemesis, Bernie Fusco, well, that's a bit of story. But if you will indulge me and pull up a chair and listen quietly, I will tell it to you. As you may recall, once upon a time in the town of Forgotten Stories, two adventurers known in olden times as Timoteo and Nikolai Broshevsky set forth upon a journey to the Tanner Mountains, wherein waited the wily and ominously named Bernie Fusco, who had exiled them in this world in stolen talismans of great power known in higher planes as Mike and Mac. With these artifacts, the man called Bernie Fusco hoped to remake the world in his image. And that, the two adventurers said, we cannot allow. They set forth from the town of Forgotten Stories across the swamps of tomorrow. These were fetid, festering places, where all manner of vine and fern and tree grew intertwined with one another. 
With great difficulty, the adventurers plotted their way, boots squelching through mud that sent gnats flying into the air. Sweating and soaked, they traveled for days, hearing snatches of laughter and conversation just beyond the dark boughs, and saw visions flickering just out of sight. Here they encountered a man. They asked his name, for he looked to be a friend, and he answered, Darien. I have been wandering here for many years, he said. Some others have I met, one named Strin, another Fred, but I have lost them. Come with us, Timoteo said, and soon the vegetation grew less and the sun grew stronger, and they had survived their first challenge. But when they looked about them, Darien was gone. We will return for him when this is over, Timoteo said. They could see Tanner Mountain far in the distance, but now before them lay the dread desert of inspiration. We shall need courage and luck to cross this wasteland, said Nikolai. The sun blazed hot and the moon shone cold, and in thirst and great exhaustion, they walked across an unchanging land without any mark or change. A haze of heat blinded them in the day, and a starless sky shrouded them at night. And still they shuffled forward until strength gave way, and they lay like ragdolls upon this cracked earth. And as they lay there, lips cracked, throats parched. They cursed the podcast that had brought them to this land with bitter groans, cursed the podcast that could bring them to such dangerous places, but would not lift a finger to aid them. The podcast, of course, did not care what they said. The podcast did as the podcast thought best. As night fell once more, they thought they heard music. It was singing, saw female voices whispering through the air. The wind picked up, the voices drew closer, and above clouds began to form. Then with a crack of lightning, it began to rain. Then it began to pour. Soon, Timoteo and Nikolai were buried in mud, sliding down a steep slope, racing towards some bottom they could not see in the lashing rain. The ground gave way beneath them, and they dropped into darkness. In that darkness, somewhere between waking and sleeping, a voice came to them. The voice of one of the muses that had sung the storm. She told them, If you go to Tanner Mountain, as you are, you shall die. You must first retrieve the thing he fears most. Only then can you hope to defeat Bernie Fusco. What is this thing, they ask? It is called MacGuffin, and you must accomplish this fetch quest before I tell you where the first leg of your journey begins. And so began a series of adventures. Timoteo and Nikolai descended into dungeons and fought the undead minion of a lich. They traveled the seas of whimsy and rescued the princess of the Isle of Gold. They traded with merchants from hill country of Phoenix Downs and got into bar fights in the fjords of Mumblejub. They rescued children and uncovered treasure and translated long-hidden scrolls. And all this time they fled the minions of Bernie Fusco and the debt collectors the innkeeper of Ithaca had sent after them for their unpaid room and board. Finally, after many years, in which they grew wise and strong and compassionate, they found the resting place of MacGuffin. With MacGuffin in hand, they marched back to Tanner Mountain. They climbed its formidable slope, bashed down the gate, and made short work of the guard, and burst into the inner chamber of the archenemy Bernie Fusco. Give up now, Bernie Fusco, and no one gets hurt. Oh, for crying out loud! If I had ten more minutes, I would have had this up and running, and then you'd be in real trouble. Took us years to get here. How did it take you that long to set up the podcast? Look, there's a lot of royalty-free music on the Incompetech, uh, blah, 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 blah. I had to find the right song. Leave me alone. Just give us the laptop and mics, and we'll get out of here. 
No, I'm not giving them up. I'll destroy them first. Then you'll never get home. No podcast, no traveling through time and space. You'll be stuck here forever. What? What's that? It's just a cat we found in the jungle with Jaboki. His name is MacGuffin. Do you like him? Get him away from me. Stop. Stop. What's the matter? I hate cats. I hate them. I hate them. Huh? Give us the equipment. You've lost. Fine. Fine. Take it. <laughs> you don't know how much you've made me suffer. All those episodes, never once did you mention my favorite show. Not once. Oh, yes, you claim to love science fiction. You love the Muppets, of course, but you never said a thing about the only show that ever mattered to me. The world's premier podcast on storytelling. Ha! I grew bitter. I hated you. I listened to your smug voices and I cursed you. You were so ignorant, so blindly clueless. But what does it matter now? Take your equipment, spirit away. Leave me alone. I've always been alone. What show was it? Maybe we could mention it. Doesn't matter. Is it Red Dwarf? Hardly. H.R. Puffin stuff. As if. Twin Peaks? Really? Who cares about that show? Um, Samurai Pizza Cats? Seriously? Oh, I know. Cool Jack the Night Stalker. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. How about Benji, Zax, and the Alien Prince? No, you fools. Alf. Alf, that hilarious visionary sitcom. Alf. Alf? Yeah. Alien life form? I'm sure you've seen it. You mean with Melmac and the puppet that ate the cats? Yes, yes, that's the one. Didn't you recognize those Alf dolls I left on your doorstep? Oh. oh that's, that's what they were. were. Of course, I thought I thought it would be so obvious, but you still didn't talk about that lovable scamp Alf. No, we never did mention it. Uh, not sure why we would. Can't take a break from Dostoevsky for the Tanner family, huh? Hmm? Hmm? Too busy looking down on us peasants from your ivory tower. Hmm? Hmm? Look, look, we never we never meant to hurt you. There's all kinds of things we don't talk about, like anything written by John Green or Bollywood. That's just the way it goes. We can't cover everything. I always hope though. <laughs> Hope is always there, like, like... A raisin in the sun? No, like the possibility of Alf being rebooted by Netflix. Yeah, that's not hope. That's delusion. Well, destroy all my dreams, why don't you? You might as well let that cat slip my throat. It'll be faster. Hey, Tim, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, but I don't know how else they would have included Dream Eaters in Kingdom Hearts 3. No, no, no. Remember how Gandalf taught Frodo that he should pity Golem? Well, yeah. When Jesus taught that kind of thing, but yeah, sure. I have a crazy idea. Okay. Okay, think about it. What if? What if we talked about Alf as a story school? Exactly. Okay, well, that's, that's maybe some possibilities give there. Him, give him his segment. Well, first thing, we probably should give a synopsis about what Alf is for people who don't know anything about it. You mean people don't know about Alf? Don't tell Bernie Fusco that. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I know he's standing right there, so, but... Just a second. Uh, so, from my memory, it's been a while, it's this sitcom from the 80s. Yep. With a uh, alien called Alf, alien life form. That's what Alf stands, stands for. for. Who likes to eat cats and is very kind of wisecracking. Yeah, kind of a smart alecky kind of guy. And the, the alien itself is is uh, performed as a puppet. I mean, it is yeah. a, it is a puppet. Like it's Hobbit height or something like that. I mean, think like Muppets in terms of like you know puppets for TV sort of style. Mm -hmm. But he's not designed like a Muppet no. at all. He's all brown and. Well, alien it. Yeah. yeah. And he's a sitcom with a family, basically. He just lives a normal life, and yeah, and, that's and all I remember, really. I think they, they try to keep Alf hidden, and 
try to keep him from like destroying their house from because <laughs> like from what i remember the reason he's on earth is he actually had to escape his home planet because it was blown up by a nuclear warhead or something okay yeah i vaguely remember so, that again 80s you know that yeah. stuff was a lot more on people's minds and so maybe alf will become relevant again yeah. these days he was from the plant mail mac yeah, yeah. so th- those was are the Tanner family yep those are some of the basics Okay, what would we talk about? I guess we'd have to analyze what it, what that show said about, like, immigration in uh, 1980s America. Does it say anything about immigration in 1980s? Well, sure. Alf was an alien. Okay. Well, and, you know, he was, he was persecuted. Talk so. to Bernie. Talk to Bernie. Well, like, what other sorts of things do you think we would talk about if we, when we talked about Alf? Like, what are some of the key themes that uh, we can learn about storytelling from Alf? Alf is really a story about acceptance. You have someone from... from all the way on the other side of the galaxy and they're they're far from home and they don't know if they'll ever get back and this is a family that takes them in and accepts them even though even though he keeps sticking the cat in the the washing machine even though he keeps trying to eat the cat even though he um tries to hoard all their styrofoam they still they still accept him and he's part of the family and that's why the cliffhanger that they left the frickin' series on is so maddening. Because Alf's out in the middle of a field, and we don't know what's going to happen to him. And the government found him, and everything is bad, and everything is terrible, and they never gave it another episode. Okay, I, I did hear about that. Like, it's, it's one of those, like, horrible show It's terrible! Yeah, yeah, like, that's... <sighs> this is why uh, networks need to pay closer attention. This is another lesson I think we can learn from Alf, Nick, about how networks need to value the... Um, their the, viewer. viewers, yeah. yeah. Now, did they do? I thought I remember hearing at some point they did do like a, a spin off TV movie for him. I know some shows that get canceled do that sometimes. I don't remember that. They had a cartoon. Oh, okay. But the cartoon is a prequel. It's him on Momac with his friends on Momac. And by the way, Alf's name is Gordon Shumway. <laughs> Just breaking that out there. That's, that's good to know. You know, the, I don't know if I ever saw, I may have seen like maybe an episode of the cartoon. Didn't Alf also appear on that one weird cartoon, All Stars? Uh, I think he did. Special, yeah. yeah. I remember him threatening to eat Garfield. He was also, um, he also, if I remember right, had a like late night talk show thing, and Ed McMahon was his sidekick. <laughs> it was like on TV Land or something for a while. Alpha's had a very interesting history. Yeah, he, yes. he, he he's everywhere. Well, except here apparently. Well, we're fixing that. We're, Nick. Fix, we're, we're fixing sorry, that. Jeez, no, don't rub salt in the wound. So how, how how do you think, since I haven't seen a whole lot of ALF, you know, what do you think a fellow Muppet fan would enjoy it? Or do you think this is, uh, is it way, way different, it's a different ballgame? It's more like a standard sitcom, and one of the characters just happens to be a Muppet, as opposed to something that's more Muppet-ish, where it's hard to say that, oh, ALF is a show where things are taken seriously, but... Muppet has a certain amount of insanity that just sort of hovers around it, and Alf is trying to have you believe that, yes, this is an actual alien, and it's part of the the family. So that's the craziness there, instead of general Muppet insanity. Okay, fair enough. So why would you recommend people watch Alf, who maybe have not seen it? It's a quintessential slice of mid-80s television. It really hits kind of all the stuff in there, and it's just generally fun. Nice. I, th- I think this wound up being more of a Bernie's take on Alf than a story school on Alf. But, you know, it, it still works. We got Alf on the show, right? Right? Uh, how, how was that? You know, I've learned something. All your kindness and willingness to let me be on your podcast taught me something. You guys stink. 
I'm going to start my own podcast. What? And I'm going to talk about stories that really matter. Uh, I don't even know why I cared what you guys thought. I'm out of here. Hey, podcast, send me back, will you? Sure thing. Bye-bye. And so Bernie Fusco, having learned his lesson, clicked his heels three times and... Wait, 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 wait. He can just ask to go back? Yeah, podcast, what's the big idea? The two intrepid explorers, Timoteo and Nikolai, bewildered by Bernie Fusco's sudden disappearance, started to... We can still hear you. And seriously, we haven't used those nicknames for like nine years. I like them. And now you talk to us. You've never once talked to us in all these years. Could you have sent us back as soon as we got here? Why, of course. I'm a product of imagination, so I can access all time and space. Then why didn't you? It's about the journey, not the destination. Just as Bernie Fusco learned and grew by his time here, so did you. You did learn the moral of the story, didn't you? That most heroes' journeys could be avoided if everyone would just tell the truth at the beginning? No. That wandering the far reaches of the world in search of a cat might be overkill? I have to disagree with you there. MacGuffin is quite cute. Well, I suppose he is. He's pretty cute. But then, what is the moral? Why, it's that your podcast isn't made up of mics and computers. No, the podcast is always with you. In your heart. What does that even mean? I don't know. Isn't it's in your heart the moral of most of these things? Can we just go home, please? Of course. But I would prefer you to use the proper terminology. Okay, spirit us away. Nope. Uh, whisk us home. No. Apparate us. Try again. Beam us up, Scotty? Absolutely not. Um, get the transmat going. <sighs> Fine. The proper term is cast. I cast you places. Oh. I suppose that makes sense. It's a bit punny. I am a creation of yours, you know. Anyway, shall we go? All right. Ready, Nick? <sighs> ready. Podcast, cast us home. better that was that was nicer than last time oh, well, hey what? We're, we're home we are you we're back at your house wait, 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 wait. and no time has passed wow time must work differently in that place wow they did it all in one night it's so convenient it is i my wife would be very happy because <laughs> it's been a long time yeah it'd be weird if you got home and your kids were like a different age or i'd rather not do that yeah it's we don't need like a blip or something well i think we've learned something here nick you learned Yes. Maybe. The important thing is we had a good time. We had a good time. It. We're home. We averted disaster. <laughs> um, and we can keep podcasting. That's right. And uh, we're very happy to do that because we just finished our 100th episode. 100 episodes. Tim, we made it. Yes. Like, I, I really didn't think we'd get. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a close call. It was something else. Yeah. I was not expecting any of that. Well, let's pull the curtain back here a little bit. Okay. Nick. So. It, and say thank you to everyone who helped us out with this special 100th episode. It was a gigantic undertaking. Yes. Feels like we're still working on it. But uh, And thank you all who, for listening for all or part of 100 episodes. Yeah. No matter when you came in, we're glad that you're here. Uh, if this is your first episode, um, don't expect this again. No. Not for another 100 episodes. Yeah, exactly. But 
it's been a, a thrill to uh, to be doing this this long for a little project that we first started back when I was at film school. We just call each other Skype. Be like, oh, we'll try this thing. Yeah, because I guess let me give a shout out real quick to a Two Piece Start, which was a web comic on gaming that I was reading at the time and started following their podcast. And really, a lot of what, especially the early days of the podcast, the inspiration for what it was, it was before I really was got into pod- listening yeah. to podcasts as much as I am now. The reason we have segments and like the musical interludes and all, a lot of that is because of Two Piece Start. And if you had told me that like I would be talking into a microphone for 100 episodes, um, <laughs> I would not have guessed that because I don't actually claim to be that great of an English talker. <laughs> but somehow we've managed to do it anyway. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. We've learned a lot. We have learned a lot. And, and hopefully you have. Hopefully you have too about, yeah. about stories, about uh, how to see stories differently and how to see the world around you differently because as we've said in a previous episode everything is story everything is story but yes a special thank you to our our full cast that helped us out this episode um so by order of appearance first off narrator slash the podcast podcast seeks (laughs) he was voiced by Stuart cruz who's actually my senior pastor so if you want to hear his smooth bass tones (laughs) doing a sermon go check out countylinechurch.org the old geezer was voiced by Dennis Nichols, who's the husband of uh, Lauren Nichols. We had on the podcast not that many episodes ago. Not too long ago, so go check out. Um, I don't have the all-for-one website on top of my head, but I'll put it in the show notes for you. Uh, General Talbot was uh, voiced by my sister, Summer Mosier. The Pun Times ringmaster was Greg Meyer, who we've had on the podcast before and a longtime faithful listener. Greg has his own podcast that he's started uh, since then called um, Out of the Speed Force. Oh, I did not know it had started. I knew it was thinking about one. Yeah, I believe he's 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 worked on one with a friend. That's a, it's a podcast about the Flash TV show. Oh, nice. So go check that out. I'll have that also in the show notes. Um, Gloomweaver was voiced by Laura Fisher, who we've had on, well, I guess, a long time ago. Yeah, when we talked uh, about fandom. Yeah. So go check her out. Her uh, She does a lot of writing fan fiction under the name Majorian. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I almost forgot. Joe Metter as the voice of the Kermit intercom on our car. Yes, <laughs> that is fabulous. Janice, the barmaid, was voiced by Marcy Trish, who uh, is one of my youth at youth group. The Crackpots, Kenny Castillo, who knocked that out of the park and did a really fun job for us with that. Who was once once voice of Clint from Buckethead ages ago. Very deep pull from the podcast. Yes. If you remember that, good job. <laughs> and then the Tavern Owner I don't was... think even Kenny remembered that he was involved with that. <laughs> no, that was great. Um, Nate, uh, tavern Owner was voiced by Nathan Marchand, who is a regular on our podcast. NathanJSMarchand.com is his website. And he has his own a new podcast coming up. He previously was on Kaiju Vision Radio, but he has a new one coming up called The Monster Island Vaults. So for all your... Monster Kaiju- Island Film Vault. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Monster Island Film Vault. I want to make sure I get these things right. I don't think that's out yet, but it will be soon. So stay tuned. The Ticketmaster, who had a very small role, but on the thank him, was my roommate, Harrison Rue. So thanks, Harrison. Playing my wife on the train was my wife, who was not on the train, um, Natasha Hayden, who uh, is very patient with us recording these things at weird hours of the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, the train hijackers were Zach and Brianna Hayden, my brother and sister-in-law, who you can also hear, especially Brianna, but Zach pipes up occasionally on the weekly hijack. And you find their um, 
Crypto, we're not in Smallville anymore podcast. Which may be ending soon. Well, I yeah, know. I think... But, yeah, but it's still fun to listen. I've never seen the show, but I love to listen to podcasts, and they're like, yeah, the fandom of those is horrible. <laughs> and finally... Bernie Fusco. Bernie Fusco, voiced by the one and only Aaron Brosman. So we were very happy to have all these people on. It was a blast to record with each of them. Yep. If you want to hear... Aaron is actually very nice. He's a much nicer person than Bernie Fusco. If you would like to watch him gaming, he does a lot of that over on Twitch. I think his Twitch channel is called Crop Circles IN. It's in Indiana. So um, go check him out. I think he plays all manner of stuff, including, mm -hmm. I think he's done some, he finished Final Fantasy IX a few weeks ago. Okay. So maybe a few months ago. But yeah, we were very privileged to have all these people help us out with this. We feel honored to be able to, to be your premier podcast on storytelling. For now and until... It's not recording. Well, yeah. So, okay. Let's cut that. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun putting this together, and we're thankful for each and every one of you. Yes. Thank and you all for listening, and go and create likewise. <laughs> and go and create likewise. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, this has been 100th episode, Nick Hayden. And this has been Timothy Deal. Bye-bye. Adios. That is how, in a small town in Indiana, on a clear summer night, Nick Hayden and Timothy Deal had the adventure of a lifetime. The End.